Now, it's Positively Ernie Extra, New York's TV legend and 77 WABC radio talk host with positive news and interviews to inform and inspire you. Now, here's Ernie Anastas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Hi, everybody. Here I am with another great show for you. I'm Ernie Adastas, and let's talk about let's talk about taking vacations, taking a break. Okay, why it's so important? You know, sometimes we start thinking about you know I need a break, I need a vacation. Why? Because, well, first of all, it certainly helps to reduce stress, and then it can boost our productivity when when we come back. You know, we feel refreshed. We've recharged our batteries. It's an old line about recharging your battery, but there's a lot to it. Uh, it's really important to take a break. It can improve our mental and our physical well-being. There's proof of that. And my guest today is Dr. Jamie Wells, who is a physician. Uh, she has worked with children, an adjunct professor at Drexel University, School of Biomedical Engineering, Science, and Health Systems. She loves being involved with leadership skills and communications. We'll talk about that. And overall, she is just a really terrific person. I'm happy to welcome my friend, Dr. Jamie Wells, to the show. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Hi, Ernie. You know, talking about vacation, if we reframe it, you know, having what we always have wonderful conversations. I always leave with such a positive outlook. And then that hopefully reverberates in my life and the people I encounter. Mm -hmm. So vacation isn't just going to some five star resort somewhere. Right. It's, you know, speak to the people who boost you, bring you joy, who open your mind, Mm -hmm. take social media vacations, look at water, go in nature. You know, these are all forms of vacations and breaks that really kind of rejuvenate. And if we all can get comfortable in the mm-hmm. stillness, we can we can face anything and cope with anything. And I, I think, think our you're culture right. really promotes a lot of overscheduling and over oh, a my lot goodness. of it is avoidance of kind of dealing. And if you can be find stillness and peace mm-hmm. in the quiet, you know, there's nothing you can't take on. You know, it's so important, and I, I think, you know, mm-hmm. you mentioned so many things, and each one is a talking point, but, you know, uh, the benefits, psychological benefits, um, you increase your mindfulness, you know, and that's kind of what you were talking about, being aware of the present and the people and the activities around you. That is so important to take a break from the routine every day and just get back into another self, right? Well, it's always good to kind of shake things up because either you appreciate what you're doing and double down on your doing it the right way for you and in your best interest and mm-hmm. well-being and your family and the love and loved ones, or sometimes it gives you a unique perspective. You know, incorporating yourself into some new skill each week or some new topic to listen to. It doesn't always have to, if you can break down big things into small little Mm -hmm. tasks, sometimes that really gives you the momentum of exploring the things you like or don't like. But, you know, stress, positive events, negative events can all contribute stress. And that overall, when it's extreme and continued, causes reduced um, immune uh, robustness, it uh, affects your mood, it affects your health Mm -hmm. and well-being in an adverse manner. So anything you can do to kind of boost um, the positive neurotransmitters, mm-hmm. the good things, yeah. can only make your immune system more robust. I love your that. ability to fight infections yeah. better, healthier, much healthier that way. Exactly, your mindset is better, which yeah. makes your relationships better, your mm-hmm. social connectedness. So, a hundred percent, 
you know, fortifying yourself. You know, I have to tell you something. A lot of people love what you're saying. And in fact, I've got a caller uh, who's calling in right now. He wants to join us on the phone. And uh, let's say hello. Hello. Uh, Who's this? Who's on the line? Dean from the hot state of Florida. Uh, Oh, man. Hi, Dean. How are you? Hi, Dean. (laughs) It's hot. It's so hot. It is hot. A dog chasing a cat and they're both walking. (laughs) (laughs) You're a funny guy. Dean, how can we help you today? We're talking about taking breaks. First, Ernie, I love your shows. And Dr. Wells, I have to totally agree with you. You must, people must take time away, whether it's Mm -hmm. a staycation where you don't even leave this state. Mm -hmm. But just change your surroundings. I mean, I noticed about, I've been a Florida resident now for 10 years, and everybody down here, at least a third of the people that are down here, are always smiling. And I only say a third because those are the ones who live here and and, and travel, and Mm -hmm. the weather is great all the time. Sure. so whether you uh, simply meditate, if you do, if you meditate um, a few minutes a day, yep. you're changing your thought pattern and making yourself healthier. Yeah, and if you have the right environment for it too, if the environment yes. is right, if you're taking a break from the usual scene, that helps exactly. us a lot too, right? Yeah, of course. You know, the summers here are hot, but in the winter it's wonderful. It's like it's it's spring here all the time, and yeah, you have to take a break and change your surroundings. It's healthy. It, and you're right. Dr. Wells, you're right. It, it does strengthen the immune system and everything about the thought process. Change your surroundings. Do something you love to do. And that's easy. That's easy. Well, you make a you make a really good point in terms of a third or happy. You know, I find every time I go to California, I have the best time. And I think, why don't I live here? And it's because you're in a vacation <laughs> yeah. mode. So right. you tend to be happy wherever right. you go. Yeah. I say a third, Danny, because the other third are vacationers, and they're always in a good mood because it's warm weather. <laughs> and the other third, three-thirds, because a lot of companies down here send their employees down for conventions. Mm-hmm. At the, there's mm-hmm. a hotel called the Boca Raton uh, right. Resort Club. So it's, everybody here is smiling and happy, mm-hmm. but it's that one-third that realize it's great here all the time, sure. even in the summer. And they and take advantage of it. Right. Yeah, let, 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 let me ask you something. Let me ask you both something. Dean, stay on the line with us, okay? okay. And Dr. Jamie, um, there are people who say if you do this, if you take a break, if you take a vacation uh, on a somewhat of a regular basis, that when you come back, you have a different perspective, and it can help you to solve problems better. You have a different perspective. Is it a good problem-solving technique to take these breaks? Dr. Jamie, start with you. Well, I think it's everything is a case-by-case basis. Some people, um, the idea of a vacation is extremely stressful. And again, as I said, we all have different ways that we cope with anxiety and stress. So, you know, sometimes uh, those who are extremely stressed are workaholics Mm -hmm. to avoid dealing with other things or the emotional state and well-being and things like that are overwhelming. So sometimes starting with like a weekend thing in a regular basis Mm -hmm. or something each month that's different that stimulates that side. Because I think our natural tendency is to be all or nothing in general, like take some three-week thing every six weeks kind of. And sometimes that sets people up to fail a particular yeah, the shorter breaks vulnerable. work too shorter breaks right. sure yeah and so i definitely yeah. think when you change it up and you see a different perspective you know think about all of our worlds professionally people get mm-hmm. in echo chambers they get in a culture in their particular discipline and industry and there's a right. way of thinking just going and having a different conversation with someone in a different industry yep. or going to a different environment and seeing how shake it up you right and i think it helps you really incorporate yeah. gratitude more so daily gratitude the more your perspective is in line with gratitude on a daily basis, I really think that's one of the 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Dean, let me ask you, you're listening to Dr. Jamie and she's covering a lot of good points. What about you? Do you find that when you take your break, you know, whether it's a weekend or it's a longer vacation, do you come back uh, feeling like you've got a different perspective that you're able to solve something that might have been on your mind? It makes you feel happier about life? Absolutely, uh, because it's something that I just came off a break, vacation, whatever. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. It clears the thoughts. Um, you've done, you've changed your routines from a regular everyday routine. Now you're doing something because you're on vacation. You're away from your normal surroundings, and it's a challenge. And challenges are good. Um, it helps clear the thought process, um, energizes you, sure. um, and helps you helps with stress and anxiety, which is a major problem these days in the mm-hmm. world. We live in crazy times, and everybody has anxiety and stress. Um, but yes, absolutely. Coming back from vacations, absolutely. Do you think you need a break? Do you need a break? <laughs> Me? Personally? Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay? You're down retired, there. I retired 12 years ago. Oh, you've um, got a long break. And, uh, now, long break. So every day, when you're tired, every day is a weekend. Every day oh, is a vacation. Wow. wow. So, but still, I still travel during the, I don't, I haven't gone to Europe, but I do a lot of cruising and it's, I go with a bunch of friends of mine and it's a lot of fun. It's, I'm it's glad you're enjoying yourself. Dean, I, I, I appreciate your phone call. You've added something oh, to pleasure. the show. You're a good man and enjoy yourself down there. Okay. And just have a good time. Uh, call us back anytime you. you want. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you, my friend, for the invite. You have a great day. Thank you, Dean. Stay safe. You too, my friend. Take care. Uh, Dr. Jamie, back to you. Um, Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you, like, uh, can we live longer? I mean, uh, does taking, you know, a a break, whether it's the weekend, you said, or longer, I mean, does it help us live longer? Is is there a physical, (laughs) a a medicinal value to all of that? Well, I definitely, you know, again, you everybody has their own genetics, everybody has certain things, there are Mm -hmm. freak accidents in terms of longevity, so people's element of risk-taking, you know, what kind of vacations are you talking about? Are you doing extreme sports on a vacation? Mm -hmm. Some people injure themselves more in the home than necessarily That's true, yeah. So I do think, you know, fundamentally, if you're talking about longevity, the best things that you can do for yourself, which we all struggle to do on a constant basis in moderation, mm-hmm. are really increase social connectedness, um, eat well and exercise most of the time. Yes. Get good sleep. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, joy is very underrated. And joy, you don't have to take a vacation for for joy. But mm-hmm. I think joy, having things like a vacation, that right. um, we all need things to look forward to. Yes. And yes. they help you get through the interim periods of time. And so what, if you can find the right balance for you to mm-hmm. set, you know, a few things um, each month that you're looking forward to and then gradually increase. I like that. You know, some people... Yeah, looking forward to something. That's important to put it on the calendar someplace. And you know what? Also, the benefits of travel. Uh, And and it doesn't have to be a a huge trip, but I think when you travel, uh, you have an opportunity to broaden your horizons. Uh, It can help boost your confidence and not to mention how you get a real education in travel, different cultures and different ways of doing things. And it really is a vacation from your personal life. If you're used to being in charge of a ton of people and you take a vacation, you kind of can release that responsibility. Right. Um, But again, a lot has to do with personal outlook. We all could be in the same types of situations. Some people may view traveling as particularly stressful or they have certain fears about it. That's why confronting it and doing it in a smaller way. Yeah. 
step firsthand mm-hmm. may mm-hmm. allow you to graduate to that longer step. And then other people, you can't restrict them from where they go. And True. that's wonderful for them too. You know, so, the travel I mean, thing, you know, and, and the travel thing, you know, has always been an interesting way to go um, and take advantage of seeing the world. But, you know, you're right. And, and you touched on it. It's changed a lot too. I recently had to travel and, you know, going through the airports and, and still people worrying about, you know, a mask, uh, COVID, whatever it happens to be. It, it's taken some of the fun out of doing that. So sometimes people say, you know what, I'd rather take a, a dry vacation somewhere, change the scenery, and I get the same benefit. I think you can get the same benefit, and mm-hmm. you can have one bigger trip throughout the year. So yeah. there's no perfect formula with respect to it. It's just about kind of, you know, you have to always reexamine the 30-foot and 30,000-foot view in life. And what is your goal in life to work every single day to the bone for 45 million years, you know, and <laughs> that's it, which yeah. is actually one of the things that Dean raised in terms of retirement. A lot of people struggle um, if they retire to, they, they, there's always this expression, retire to something, because mm-hmm. it's a very big adjustment. And that's, that's a very tough transitional point for people yeah. who've been in charge for yeah. 40 years and then stop. So it sounds like he has good solutions in he terms does. of keeping himself busy and looking it. forward. And yeah. those are wonderful ways to deal with retirement and promote longevity. You know, retirement it, is a very tough time for folks. It can be. Uh, and I've talked mm-hmm. to a lot of people who have retired. And many people will say, in fact, I was reading a story recently about a woman who lives just outside of Cincinnati. I can't remember her name, but she's 100 years old and she works four days a week. And in the interview, I was reading it, in the interview, she said, this is part of my secret, why I'm living longer. She said, because I I feel like I have, and here's the word, a purpose. I have a reason. I get up every day and I, I know I'm working about something, doing something and thinking about something. And I think that that's very important. There's another line, Dr. Jamie, I may be old. I mean, I may age, but I'll never be old. I may age, but I'll never be old. Because a lot of people uh, tend to just start to think because they have retired because now they just have nothing else to do. And that's not right. You got to be able to go out there and say, I have a purpose, I have a reason for getting up every day. Very important. I'm a huge proponent of intergenerational everything. I think we live in silos, which is unfortunate because Mm. those who are older have so much to contribute and value. And I think in our culture today, the only ism that seems to be tolerated is ageism. And and it bothers me tremendously because my grandparents all grew up living with with us when I was a child. We all participated Mm. in their home care. My grandfather had a tremendous influence on my career trajectory he, um, I consider him one of the earliest biomedical engineers. He was born in 1846. He could play any piece on the piano he never heard before. He could wow. paint a portrait simultaneously, wow. solve a calculus problem. Amazing. He, gen- he developed intractable intention tremors mm. at later in life, which is when you intend to do something, you shake. So mm. he used to then, instead of stopping, he saw, he saw failure differently. He saw it's just one other way to do something. Sure. And so he designed, the, with his engineering background, these stabilizing contraptions for his upper extremity, extremity so he could still paint, still draw, still do those things, hmm. and had a growth mindset. So if you're talking about longevity, like some amount of structure and purpose, like this young woman was telling you about. Right, 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 right. Um, is something to look forward to. It allows us to escape our mind and our problems and manage them better by having to interact with others. So all of mm-hmm. those things are productive. You Very don't have so. to do a job seven days a week, you know, 22 hours a day mm-hmm. to have value. And sometimes we get that confused today in our society. And so all of these things, you can have an active mind forever. I think the young can teach those who are a little more senior mm-hmm. a lot as well as vice versa. And For I sure. wish there was more intermingling of that. Yes. Because I, what I always say is that 
there's so much lost innovation at the interdisciplinary and intergenerational knowledge gap. Mm-hmm. So if we seek to understand approach with a lens of empathy, um, I think we could really go much further, especially in scientific and medical advancement well, and well-being. You know, Jamie, you're a wealth of information. I was I was saying at the very beginning of the program, introducing you about your work uh, in the biomedical engineering field, science and health systems. You mentioned your grandfather, kind of interrelated. You're involved in so many projects. And I know you've been active uh, as a physician, but doing a lot more and working with children especially. Uh, tell me about some of the projects you're working on and how important they are to you. Well, I have to say I'm always an advocate of continued growth. Um, I've had a long I'm, – I'm a physician, as you said. I yes. practiced for many years. I um, didn't like a lot of the uh, widening gap between policy and practice that I felt was compromising patient safety. And I'm a huge proponent of reducing especially avoidable medical error So I went into the educational advocacy space. So like in college, Mm -hmm. I was president of the Yale Science and Engineering Association, always about finding solutions to um, problems of humanity. That's my mantra, Uh, you know, finding a solution to a problem. Absolutely. Don't just sit there and complain. Creating a problem. Yes. And um, I have written for years on med tech innovation, ranging from pediatric topics to health policy, informing policymakers. I've written about for years, you know, things like the artificial womb or genetic gene editing and such. Mm-hmm. And I believe in a really comprehensive, holistic picture of, yeah. of uh, patient-centered care and design. So, You're amazing. Um, Jamie, let me ask I'm, you something. I, I, I know I love listening to you, but I have to jump in with some questions because I want to get as much information in here in our interview. Um, you talked about working as a pediatrician. You, you work with children. Let me ask you something. What do you think is the most pressing problem? that's facing our children today and what can we do about it? Oh, geez. Um, Big big question. I know that. (laughs) You know, there's certain things that are time-old and, and, you know, I practiced for many years in New York. I've shifted out of practice. But one of the things that I think is the most fundamental is you should, that's so important that never changes for generation is really you want to raise an independent, um, adaptable child. And I think a lot, especially with the pandemic and things, children mimic what they see. It's so important. Um, one of the things that was so special when I practiced in pediatrics mm-hmm. was having a child was a grand humbler. I, I cared for children whose parents were famous to chairman of the board, to investment banking, to taxi, you know, every mm-hmm. industry, every socioeconomic sure. strata, every part of the world and culture. And having a child was the grand humbler. And the same themes presented themselves. And the funniest for me was always watching the toddlers out negotiate you know, all parents of any, any <laughs> God bless so, these little ones. <laughs> I know I'm very pro the child. You can't negotiate with a toddler. Yeah. They never, they'll defeat no, you every not time. at all. Um, not at but all. I would say, you know, <laughs> one of the most important things is leading by example. Yes. Following through and, and t- teaching accountability because you, you know, some of the kids that I saw just were, grew up with, you want a well-adjusted, happy and, and, not a happiness where it's so me focused, but in terms of crises will happen. Life is mm-hmm. challenging. You yeah. want to raise a child who can adapt to these things. Sure, and have prepare good them. Skills. Yeah, exactly. we have to prepare and our kids. We, and and, and good so self-esteem many. is probably one of the most important things you can give a child to make them feel good about themselves so they can handle situations that are going to come up guaranteed in life. Right. And if they have accountability for their actions from a very young right. age and they're... Um, you know, can adapt to changing environments. Some of the, the the children of diplomats that I encountered, they've lived all over the world. They pack a bag and go. They've mm-hmm. seen different cultures. You know, having that adaptability 
um, and a pos- obviously a positive outlook, which can yeah, be challenging. Sure. We all face different traumas, but and certainly in childhood, if you can, uh, if there are traumas that are encountered, you can turn that bus around. But mm-hmm. if you don't focus on it and try, and and ign- if you ignore if a traumatic event happens in childhood, then that can really wreak havoc later. So understanding that what happens to a child is mm. the whole, it's symbiotic. It's the family yes. effect on the child and you want to set them up for adulthood. And I, I always say um, everything comes back to the childhood. Uh-huh. And I love that Frederick uh, Douglass quote where it's something like um, it's easier to raise, it's easier to raise strong children than repair broken men or so- something mm, like yeah, that. Something- like that. It but is. it's a, the point is that, you know, you, you have to go into this thing, as you pointed out. I love listening to you because, you know, you're talking about how we can improve things, how we can find solutions, working with our children, working with ourselves, being more mindful, whether it's taking a vacation break, even just talking mm-hmm. to a friend, even having a conversation with you. Jamie, you know, when I listen to you, I, I'm, I'm in a classroom. And, and I'm listening to you. I know I really you're a, you're an amazing person. I, I can't thank you enough. Dr. Thank Jamie you. Wells. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say one of the reasons I'm doing a book on um, more of a clinical perspective on things that you know, if you think of medicine, everything's designed everything has traditionally been designed mm-hmm. for the seventy kilogram adult male. And we've now learned so much that children aren't just little adults. You have to consider their biopsychosocial right. different, you know, think about a toddler's cognition level versus mm-hmm. an autonomy versus a teenager. And we have to apply yes. and understand that their organ systems are different, their immune functions different in childhood so much. and adulthood. And so we have to develop things. Um, so well, working on a book. We're going to be looking from. forward to that book and you're going to come back and we'll do another interview with you. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you you so much. Oh, you're a great one, too. Dr. Jamie Wells, great guest. Come back, do it again sometime. We hope you've, uh, you know, had an opportunity to learn and grow today, some positive ideas and good information to live life the way you want. All right, I'm going to see you next time. I'm Ernie Anastas on Positively Extra. And of course, you can always catch me on 77 WABC Radio every day with more positive news you can use. Wishing you all good things. And like the song goes in the background, remember, you were born to be alive. See you next time. Bye-bye.